This is Bustin' Loose Baseball with Grant and Danny. Interviews, analytics, and analysis on everything baseball in the nation's capital. So just in terms of where the sale stands, this is borderline bizarre. Because one of the examples that we used on, on Grant and Danny was the Angels went from not up for sale and almost done before, you know, and, and they announced that, or there was interest in, or, or the, I guess the potential sale was announced well after the Nationals did. I mean, it was during this course of the season. Yeah, well, the story when we found out that Artie Moreno was selling was, wow, there's another baseball team that might be sold because the Nats were already up for grabs. And now they're, we're hearing the report yesterday or this week was that they're going to be sold by opening day. And in the same press conference where Rob Manfred said they're expecting the Angels to be sold by opening day, he was asked for an update on the national sale, and he said there's no timeline. Pretty amazing. No timeline. Now, there's a couple things at play here. Most notably, the Nats sale is so complicated. Second thing that has to be said is, obviously, it's L.A., right? So, I mean, there's going to be maybe more interest just in that market. It's actually Anaheim, but they claim L.A. Um, If you've ever been to an Angels game, you're, you're not in Los Angeles. You're in Anaheim. But that's kind of a strategic thing they do. Uh, and Barry Sferluga's got some thoughts on that when you hear that interview coming up at the end of the pod. But I think most notably for Nats fans, the, the reason this is eyebrow-raising and strange and seems like it's such a mess is the Masson deal. Yes. Which has just been the ultimate Achilles heel and the ultimate thorn in the side for years and years and years for a lot of reasons. But the the most likely person to buy this team right now is... Ted Leonsis. Ted Leonsis, right? Ted Leonsis is going to buy the team. We know that that's the plan. He owns NBC Sports Washington. That's the TV arm that he's got the Caps and the Wizards, his other teams on. I'm sure he'll put the Mystics and, and whoever else he can put on that channel. I think he wants to put the Nationals on NBC SW, just like the Cubs are on the NBC affiliate and the Giants in the Bay Area. You can't do that with the Masson deal. And so... My guess is he's trying to sort out the Masson deal before he buys the team. And if they can't do that, does he still buy the team? I, I have no idea. But you know who doesn't have to deal with any of this is the Angels. Like They're not going through the same problem where the Dodgers own the TV rights and they're the you know the, the little stepchild who has to ask for permission for everything with the TV deal. So isn't that that's a huge thing here. Massive. I, I think it's I think or, it's or the Masson. Thing. Masson, thank you. Massive. I, I or, think there are two prongs here. I think there are two major things. I think the biggest is the Masson deal, and then it affects number two. So, because there's no clarity, because there's no end in sight realistically, the thing that I that needs to happen is Rob Manfred needs to ride in and say best interest of baseball and tear the contract up. Knowing that that will lead to understandable protest litigation from the Orioles and the Angelos estate, whether it's Peter or his children or whoever they end up selling to, by the way. That's another complicated part of this thing. That's the only way this thing gets resolved anytime soon, as I see it. I'm not a legal expert. I just read what you guys have. The fact is, the language is pretty clear. Hey, when the team comes to Washington, this is how the money is going to get divvied up. And the Orioles have all sorts, not the Orioles specifically, I'm not saying like Mike Elias and the, and the front office is doing this, or like, you know, I don't know, uh, a starting pitcher or shortstop is doing this, but the Angelo at the Angelos level, the accounting practices are basically that well, a certain percentage of the profits are supposed to go to Washington, right? Well, they look up and they go, Look, we have no profits. See, there's no profits. We don't owe you anything. 
the, any money that they earn goes into escrow for what legal purposes or, or otherwise. So at the end of the day, the, the Nationals are supposed to get whatever teenage percentage it is. It's like 16, 17, 18% of something. Who knows how long it's been? And the Orioles get to keep the rest. But they stand up at the end of the day and go, here, look, we're showing you our work. There's no profit. So you guys don't get any money. And it's an albatross. It's been hanging over the head of this organization forever since its inception. It's a it was a terrible, terrible deal that Bud Selig just did to appease Angelos to allow this uh, you know, the organization uh, of, in Washington to exist. And I don't see the end in sight. No matter what judge slams his gavel, saying, "Okay, this is over." There's always another appeal. There's always something else. So then that affects number two. The learners aren't just going to get out just to get out. They 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 don't. Their patience is longer than yours. They don't care. Again, I've used this story a couple different times, especially on, on, on Grant and Danny. But a very good friend of mine has been part of a company that's done business with them in their private business venture. He hasn't done any nationals transactions with them. But in the learner construction, building management, et cetera, enterprises, uh, commercial real estate stuff, when his party, talking about my buddy, they're like, okay, we need, we've, we've now got this loan approval. We've got this deal that we're going to put in place. We've got three or four months before we have to start putting shovel into the ground because our, we need to start making money within a couple of years, et cetera, et cetera. The learners just took their time. Every time there was a, hey, you have legally seven days to send something back, they sent it at six days, 23 hours, 59 minutes, and 41 seconds. Right? Every fax would go back. They knew that the more pressure and time they applied – the more willing to negotiate and deal my buddy's company was. That's what they do. They win negotiations. They win deals. And that's how they've done it. How they do it, in that business, you wouldn't think matters, but how the learners do it has been the cloud or uh, kind of reputation of them in baseball since they took over. How they do it is not how baseball does it. So people, if you want to deal with the learners, you've got to deal with it how they like it done. That's complicated. That kills deals. That has uh, you know moves in place where Bryce Harper's getting sent to Houston for a minor league catcher that never happens because that's not how the learners do it. Bud Black wants to be the manager. They want him to be the manager. They offer him a contract that you'd offer a, a, a mid, mid-level college coach. That's how they do it. It's not how he does it. How they do it matters. And so I see them in this situation saying, we believe the value is X. Because once you get mass and resolved, et cetera, et cetera, a person coming in and buying it goes, well, there's no way it gets resolved, so the value is not X. And they're going, yeah, it is. And they'll wait forever. They'll wait forever. They'll wait through off-season after off-season of nothingness, no yeah, payroll, no anything. Yeah, this is something we talked about on the pod. I mean, I brought up the, the uh, example of naming rights for the stadium where you know we were told, and, and I think a lot of us knew at one point in time, they were trying to get the naming rights for the Nats Park sold, and they couldn't get the number they wanted. So rather than just taking 75, 80 cents on the dollar, they said, okay, it's Nationals Park. So I think a lot of people, Danny, would go, man, 75 cents sounds good because it's not. It's millions, right? right. <laughs> but for the learners, they said, nope, it's worth a dollar. We're not going to take 75 cents. And someone might say, yeah, but it's it's 75 cents you don't have. And they said, yep, we're, until we get a dollar, we're just going to keep it what it is. So it's still Nationals Park. And, and you could make the case they could do the same thing with the ball club, I assume, but you know, I hate to say it this way because I, I, you know, people are so negative now about the learners and, and the experience, and they won a World Series. They are instrumental in making baseball important in D.C. again. I don't know if it's fair to say that bringing baseball back to D.C. was their doing. I'm not sure that it was, but you know, instrumental in, in baseball becoming a power in this city again, and they did it the right way for many years. 
and they did spend on Scherzer and, and Strauss and so many Worth. key players over the years that, that helped put them over the top. It has gotten ugly, though. And in fact, Sverluga, and we're going to play the interview, as I mentioned, at the end of this pod, but he wrote about this, and I was texting with him a, a couple of days ago, you know, when he, I guess he had it's written this, because um, he had said it was be coming out in the paper. My point is, what a terrible several years this has been for Nats fans. Go back to the 2019 World Series. Since that championship parade, when you and I are, are on floats, you know, catching beers and fans and listeners are, are uh, screaming about Juan Soto. Soto's in San Diego. Scherzer's a, a met by way of the Dodgers. Trey Turner is now a Philly in the division, 11 years and $130 million, and you traded him to L.A. first. Uh, Rendon is an angel. Strasburg's contract has been a disaster, and he's quite literally kind of fallen apart physically. Uh, Corbin has nosedove like a, like an airplane into the ground. Um, Zimmerman's retired. Yeah, uh, I mean, that Sean, was coming. Yeah, yeah, Sean Doolittle is rehabbing yet another injury. His arm fell Non-roster off. invitee. Yeah, I mean, you, you go through the list of all it, the contributors. I don't remember... This disastrous a, a fall off. I don't think it's happened. I mean, it, it like even the Marlins when they sold everybody. But, but that's what I'm saying. Like by design, you could sell everyone, and it wasn't this bad because you're getting some things back. This has been a clinic on how to blow up a good thing, you know. It, it, yeah. And I'm not blaming any one of these moves. Like any move in a vacuum, you can explain away. Turner going to the Phillies is not that big of a deal. It hap- that kind of thing happens. Harper walking, you know, you had Soto. Or, but if even, you know, Robles completely being a disappointment. His best baseball was played that World Series year. He's stunk since. Carter Keboom has not developed or become the prospect you were supposed to. Cole Henry, who we have on the podcast, who, by the way, I caught up with, texted with this week. He's feeling really good. Just started throwing a baseball again um, indoors. So cool. Hoping for the best for him. But, like, he was one of your top pitching prospects on the way. He had to get thoracic outlet surgery. I mean, they're basically batting a 1,000 on everything that could go wrong going wrong. It's amazing, Danny. Really is uncanny. How terrible this has been since 2020, the pandemic. And we didn't know in 2020. Because, again, that was a 60-game sprint. Everything was weird. Juan Soto was riding a— When we didn't a, get to celebrate the World Series, Well, yeah, I mean, which was just you know a, a gut punch. Juan Soto's you know, riding on a stationary bike at home for the first, whatever it was, 10 games, a, a quarter of the season because he had a COVID diagnosis. Who knows if it was a real te- positive test or otherwise, whatever. And they didn't play very well. Well, we go, well, they didn't play very well at the start of 2019, and look how that worked out. You know, What are you going to do? We won, won the World Series last year, no problem. 2021, they thought they were going to be pretty good again. And it was a disaster. It was that, to me, was the... We didn't realize how bad this has gotten, right? A small sample of Patrick Corbin in 2020, yeah, well, we'll be fine. Well, Strasburg isn't irrevocably damaged. He'll be fine. Um, you know, you, you could go down the list, right? It's it's almost impossible for it to have happened the way that it has. Every, everything that could have gone good didn't, and now you're here. All right, let's run through some of the big transactions real quick of the winter meetings before we uh, play the Barrys for Luga conversation with people. Kenley Jansen and the Red Sox just agreed to a two-year $32 million deal. I'm glad to get him out of the NL East in Atlanta, where he pitched well for the Braves. Kenley's had more more lives than a cat, man. Every time you think he's starting to fall off, he bounces back. Just mid-90s cutters. Seems like uh, it's still pretty effective. Mets not done. I just mentioned this. Left-hander Jose Quintana to the rotation. Two years, 26 mil. 
I thought that was kind of the pool the Nats would be swimming in, to be honest. I like it for the Mets as a back-of-the-rotation guy, but 2-26 and 26 for a starter feels about National Z for, for the veterans they're looking at, but I bet they spend way less than that uh, based on what we've seen so far or haven't seen. Aaron Judge stays with the Yankees, 9-360. and 360. John Heyman tried to send Arson Judge to San Francisco, and it didn't work out. That's really funny. <laughs> he did. That's really funny. He reported that Arson Judge was going to the Giants yesterday. And that then, was that was the bit. Yeah, I mean, I, I knew they were. You didn't they were, see that? No, I did see it. Oh, okay. well, I, oh, I didn't see officially it's like that it was the happening. The biggest story in sports right now is that he he tweeted Arson Judge to the Giants, then he corrected it, Aaron Judge to Giants, and then ten minutes later he's like, Giants haven't heard from Judge. Never mind. And now he's a Yankee. That's pretty good. That's tough. I, did, I didn't catch all the follow-up tweets. Cubs are in agreement with Jamison Tyon, four years and $68 million. By the way, the Cubs have gone and gotten Bellinger, one in 17 and a half, which I would have done if I was the Nats. And then they signed Tyon for almost 70. That's a team that you know, hasn't been competitive, that basically was selling off or, in their case, didn't sell off at the deadline last year. Yeah, looking to reset a little bit. What a, what a great one-year flyer. Good for everybody. Phillies, who brought in Trey Turner at 11 and 300, a massive deal, way, 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 way bigger than what the Nats offered him, said, you know, they couldn't go deep into his 30s. Well, the Phillies just went till he's 40 with a contract. Then they went and got Taiwan Walker, former Met, uh, the contract four years and 72 million. Uh, they also brought in Matt Strom, a left handed reliever, who they gave a $15 million contract to. Phillies won 80 plus games last year. Now they're trying to win 90 plus. They want to be right back in there. I mean, they are a a who's who. What is what's the total count? Is it six guys making more than twenty for them now? Is it more Ooh, than that? that? Sounds Seven? right. Huge, huge yeah. payroll. Giants add Mitch Haniger. San Francisco missed out on Judge. Three years, forty three million. Haniger, the former Mariners, got big time power. Uh, I mentioned Cody Bellinger to the Cubs, one in seventeen and a half, betting on himself. Rangers left handed starter Andrew Heaney, two years and twenty five mil. Another thing that I thought maybe would be in the Nats mix, but I guess not. Uh, first baseman Josh Bell. You've heard of him. I know JB. Josh Bell to the Cleveland Guardians, former national. We couldn't have given Josh Bell $16 million bucks to come back? Yeah, that's the one that, that ones like that sting. Because it, it, I understand if a guy gets you know, blows you out of the water where he's, where he's getting 25, 26, you go, okay, fare thee well. That was great to have you here. That one, that's not breaking the bank. It's not. Right? That's, that's, you, that's good. Value for good production. But at least you get to watch Turner and Schwarber and Harper and Philly and Scherzer with the Mets. It's going to be a lot of fun. At <laughs> least set. Juan Soto is still out west. Speaking of which, it has been a rough few years for you guys as Nats fans. We talked to Barry Sferluga about that on Grant and Danny.